In a little while, I will be introducing our special speaker who I pray the Lord will help to bring you a real summarized form of uh, what we call intelligent design. His name is Hjel Tveta. Professor Hjel Tveta is from Norway. And together with the RKCCA, we're partnering to persuade the government of Kenya to allow the teaching of intelligent design, ID, in Kenyan schools and universities. Why? Because wherever you go, it is assumed that Darwinism is the only way of interpreting the cosmos, the world. So if you check your history and government, uh, you know, Form 1 or the biology textbooks or textbooks on botany and zoology in the universities, it is taken for granted that that is the only way things came about. And yet in this same world, we have Muslims that read the Quran that says God created the world from a clot. And we also have Christians like me who read in the beginning God made the heavens and the earth. So what has happened is that the world has completely ignored that there are people who believe differently from Darwinism. And we are saying, yes, if you must teach Darwinism, so be it, teach it. But we are asking for equal status of teaching for content about intelligent design, that it is more plausible to see order in creation and uh, uh, specified complexity in the human cell, etc., etc., that Professor is a specialist at. And so we want the government to be able to pick up this as an inclusive uh, portion of our curriculum, education curriculum. But we also want to challenge the church to be aware that our position is not represented in academia. We want to persuade high school students and college students and Christians and professionals in general that there is another view of reality and that people should choose but with information. And so we are pleading with parliament, with uh, you know, the senators, with uh, certainly anyone in government, and we're trying to get to as high as we can to make sure that our voice is heard. And this is not just a mandate we are carrying in Kenya. We are pushing this as an African agenda between us as a RKCCA and Professor Tveta and his team. Now, this is not a European mandate. This is not something that Europe has come up with. I am, as far as I know, fully African myself and fully Kenyan and a Christian as well. And so this is something I myself would be pushing as an African, even if Professor did not come 
I would be quite eager to see it done. So I want to invite you to listen to him, not because he's bringing a foreign ideology. You will be glad to see some of the slides tonight. You'll be glad that you came so that you can understand where we can begin the conversation. Professor is currently 83 years old. A medical doctor who resigned to concentrate his work the rest of his life on this particular area. Would you please make welcome Professor Jel Tveta. Everybody, good afternoon. Um, I and a friend of mine, we have been visiting um, Kenya now the past 10, 11 days uh, to introduce to you the concept of intelligent design. Um, I have been focused on this topic the last 10 years. I've spent some thousand hours and I have written four books in Norwegian and two of them are translated into English and printed in Nairobi. Uh, there are plenty of these books uh, lying here and this is given to you as free a gift. Um, and there is also another book. Um, you see this is much thicker, which you could give to academicians in your church because this, this goes somewhat deeper. Why am I doing this? I I am a Norwegian, that means I am from Europe. I belong to the Western world. Uh, and the Western world used to be Christian for hundreds of years, up to about 150 years ago. And at that time, the number of Christians started dropping, the influence of Christianity in society decreased, and today the Western world is secular, total secular. We, we say that we live in a post-Christian uh, culture. So the reason why <laughs> Why I am sta standing here and why I have concentrated to, to try to introduce this work into Kenya is a conviction that if you do the same failures as we did in the West, you will have the same development in Africa. So you have to take action 
to be able to prevent a secular development in Kenya. And we are facing a spiritual warfare. And if we do not understand that we are in a warfare, we are doomed to lose. So, <clears throat> and I am personally convinced that the main reason why we have been de-Christianized in the West is the theory of evolution. That was the first step towards what is called naturalism, the scientific view that nature can explain everything by itself. If I ask you what's the most important question we as human beings may ask, what is that? One, one question is where does everything come from? And you as Christian, you have to be able to defend your faith. Apostle Peter writes that in his letter, that we should be able to defend our faith. And that's the work of, of Ruben Kegame. Apologetics means to defend the faith. And he is a specialist in theology and philosophy. And I then have the more scientific basis for a Christian faith. Uh, that's it. That's a long distance up there. I th think we, we could take, uh, which is called what is intelligent design. <clears throat> When we speak about evolution and we speak about science, we should always ask ourselves what, the, what are the causal mechanisms in science? The causal mechanisms in science are two. One is random reactions between the matter in the universe and the energy in the universe. I stress random reactions. And these reactions, they are governed by the laws of nature. That means that nature itself is given the authority to explain everything in our reality. And God is excluded. As the Western world defines science, God is excluded. Yeah, take the next one. I have nothing here. Okay.
I ask a question, from where does everything come? Do you know that for yeah, almost 3,000 years, we as human, we believe that the universe was eternal. And that was uh, up to about 1920, 100 years ago. We learned that the universe has a beginning. Does that make a difference for you? I have a phone here. You see it? I may tell you that 10 years ago, that phone did not exist. But today it exists because somebody has made it. So some time in the past, the universe did not exist. But now it exists. So somebody has made it. And then we have two choices. Either God made the universe, or the universe just happened to come into existence. And I found it most rational to believe that the universe was created. For me, it's absolutely impossible to believe that our enormous universe could come into being just by itself. But if, if you have friends that are atheistic, they have to believe that the universe created itself. Uh, <clears throat> I see they have some problems. I'm sorry for that. Uh, uh, I'm, I have been traveling with a friend of mine, but today when we are sitting in Nairobi at the airport to come here, both of us, he received a telephone back uh, from Norway that there was serious disease in his family, so we had to go home. And then he... Had he been here, we would have a laptop and we could have shown these uh, illustrations for you. <clears throat> I, I, I'll try to define what we mean by intelligent design. Intelligent design means to put several parts together to make something functional. For instance, a car. A car is composed of many, many parts, and they function together to make a car. Yeah, here's, here's a picture. Start with that. I have nothing to point with. This is a picture of, uh, to the right there, you have uh, Norway, Scandinavia. I'm coming from there. And the ocean is the northern part of the Atlantic. Uh, not so fast. 
Oh, bike. <laughs> yeah. Um, you ever heard about salmon? Salmon is a fish with red flesh. And this salmon is born in a small river where the red line starts to your right. And it's born in the river that has fresh water. And when, when the fish is born and living in fresh water, it has in its drills some motors that rotate and insert sodium ions into the cells. When then that fish has grown a little bit more, more, it enters the ocean and the ocean has salt water. So then these motors in the drills, they rotate the other way to get rid of sodium in the cell. And this I now mention in a few seconds. You may take your PhD on that. <clears throat> and then for some years, the fish is swimming around in the North Atlantic. And suddenly, one day, it gets the idea that I have to go home. And then the fish turns back and swims to Norway up into the river where it is born. And people who knows about this says that it, it comes to the very location where it was born many years before. Then I have to ask you, how is that possible? When you meet things you do, you do not understand, don't push it away. Ask, how is that possible? How is that possible if you exclude intelligence from our reality? I have just told you that naturalism has only two causes. One is random, and the other is the law of nature. And the law, law of nature can't create anything. So if you, if you are an atheist, you have to believe that this marvelous system developed by itself. If you are in the ocean, just surrounded by water all around, how are you able to navigate to a specific place? I may tell you that science has discovered that this fish is able to receive and interpret geomagnetic waves. So that this interpretation gives him the direction to the place he is heading for. And nobody of you sitting here is able to use the geomagnetism 
to navigate. Uh, I guess that some of you may have a car with a GPS system. Is that correct? And <clears throat> the GPS system, I do not know how many engineers were necessary to develop that system. But the Solomon is born with that ability. I give another example from, uh, from nature. This is North America up to the uh, left. At the top, you have uh, this, what is called the Bering Strait between Russia and America. And in Alaska, every April, a bird is born up there, which is called the golden flower. And when uh, August comes, this bird suddenly gets a very high increase in its appetite. And it eats and gains 50% in weight. And then it starts to fly to Hawaii, which you see down on the left side, 4,500 kilometers away. And it makes 250,000 strokes with its wings. And it starts to fly to Hawaii. This bird is born in Alaska. How does it know that it has to fly to Hawaii for the winter? How does it know the direction there? It's easy. <laughs> It has to fly all the way because there are no islands between Hawaii and where the bird is born. Next picture. And this shows that the bird flies in V formation. It makes a V. And if the bird does not fly in V formation, it will not come to Hawaii because this V formation saves 20% of the energy. And it flies with 51 kilometers per hour. If it flies faster or slower, it uses too much energy. And then I may ask you, are there some teachers here? Who taught the bird to fly in V-formation? I say this just that you do not lose your capacity to wonder about the miracles of life. The prevailing view of science is not able to explain this. So 
these two, the fish and the bird, they are examples of things in nature that science has no qualified explanation to present us. I may also uh, go a step further. Have you heard about DNA? You have heard about DNA? Do you know what DNA is? Then I'll try to explain to you. I may first ask between life and what we could call non-life. If some of you went out and picked up a stone and come in with a stone, that was an example of non-life. And such non-life you may also call dead matter. What's the difference between life and dead matter? Well, the difference is that life contains DNA. And dead matter does not contain DNA. A stone has no DNA. A piece of brick has no DNA. <clears throat> and I may tell you that DNA is the information center of life. DNA contains information. And all the information that necessary to let you stay in health. I may tell you that everybody of you yeah, have almost my hate as a string of DNA inside every cell in your body. And you sitting here consists of about 100,000 billion cells. And when I say that DNA contains information, how, how does we uh, convey information? How, how, is it, how are we able to, to have information? We need letters. We need letters to make sequences, to form words, and the sequences of words, yeah, <laughs> that's DNA. And this string of DNA inside every cell in your body is about two nanometer width. Do you know what a nanometer is? Do you know what a millimeter, one millimeter is? One millimeter contains one million nanometers. So inside each cell in your body, you have a string of DNA, which was figured out there. And this string inside every cell in your body contains 3.2 billion letters, not million, billion letters. That's the same amount of information as you will find in a library 
with four to five thousand books. I, I think I repeat that. Inside every cell in your body, you have as information as a little library. I have to stop. Uh, we have to reach the plane. But then I. <clears throat> it's rather natural to ask then, where does DNA come from? Where does DNA come from? It can't come from the air, raining down from the air. DNA has to be produced. And DNA consists of these four letters and sugar. And there's a famous uh, professor, chemist, working at Rice University in the USA. He tells that none of the substances that make up DNA could be formed on the primitive Earth before life existed. The DNA could not come into being before life existed. Then we have two, two choices again. Is randomness able to produce the DNA molecule? Or does it need an intelligent agent? What do you find most plausible? And also the correct sequence of 3.2 billion letters could never come be correct due to randomness. You see, you, you, you need an intelligent mind or intelligent designer to explain life. Yeah, one more example. I think most of you have heard the word gene, but not all of you know what a gene is. A gene is a recipe for one particular protein, and it's that that recipe usually contains about 3,000 letters. And <clears throat> when a new protein has to be made, that gene has to be localized. And now I have said that the, a gene consists of about 3,000 letters but they are lying among 3.2 billion letters. How on earth is it possible to, to find the correct gene, which is located in, among that large number? So again, we, we understand that the correct loc localization of that gene has to be due to an information system. And maybe this is 
one kind of amputated uh, lecture. Uh, yeah, I go to uh, almost at the end of the statistic. So now I try to explain to you that life DNA is not possible without an inter intelligent mind. Uh, at the end of the stick, right. The other problem with the DNA then, one, one thing is the, the, the making the molecule. But how on earth is DNA able to contain all the information that is necessary for life? Do, do you take my uh, understand my my problem? How is it this this information which DNA contains is specific? It's, yeah. I have one. I have tried to say that life contains information and is depends on information. And you and I being here, all of us know that information only comes comes from an intelligent source. Randomness is not able to um, I have some drawings there. If you could show some drawings. I apologize for uh, not that one. It's in color. Yeah, here. I, uh, I, I, I would like to present to you something else. I think nobody of you have heard that the normal machinery of life. Inside every cell in your body, you have thousands of molecules. Inside every little cell in your body, you have thousands of molecules. Here's an example. Why do we eat? We eat to get energy. I, I, if you have a car, it, it either uses diesel, oil, or gas. In Norway today, a huge amount of the cars they use electricity. But you sitting here, everybody of you, you use ATP, adenosine triphosphate. Now back to the, the other picture. Back. <clears throat> yeah. This mode, every one of you have at least one million billion such modes inside your body. That motor is uh, about 23 nanometers. 
that means it's more than 40,000 of this motor in one millimeter. And this motor rotates with a speed of about 3,000 revolutions per minute. If I, if I in my car has a half of that 1,500 revolutions, I, I run in about 90 kilometers. But you have a billions of, of, of those motors inside every cell in your body. And you produce as much ATP as your body weight. So if you weigh 60 kilo, you will each day produce about 60 kilo ATP. We in Europe, we are very impressed of some athletes from Kenya. They're running, running very fast. And when the and they win medals. So they use their body, and then they need more ATP, and then this motor may increase their velocity to up to 12,000 rotations per minute. And this system, if you exclude intelligence from our reality, you are not able to explain such things. And the theory of evolution and the prevailing naturalism deny intelligent causes from nature. So I will stop with pointing out that to be able to explain our reality, you may have randomness, you may have natural law, but you also need an intelligent agent. If, do you have some questions? Uh, some of you uh, young sitting here? So my mission then is that the Christianity of Kenya has a courage to present an alternative to the theory of evolution. Because if you, I think today the school system only educate uh, and teaches evolution. But if there are two theories of life, intelligent design and evolution, and you only teaches one theory, you do not educate your people. You, 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 you indoctrinate them. That's the indoctrination to, 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 to not accept a theory when there are two possible theories. 
just to re reject it. Because that's not due to science, it's due to ideology. And then we are facing what is happening in the western part of the world today. You, you, you may ask me some questions, Ruben. No, 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 no further questions from you. And, and did, did you, did you grasp what I tried to tell you? Uh, do you see the significance? Um, I am convinced that if you are going to keep Kenya as a Christian nation, you have to introduce alternative education uh, on intelligent design. I may tell you that this book is going to be evaluated by what is called KCID, um, Educational Committee, and then it will be, I hope, accepted as supplementary material in the school system. So my, well, I, I, I have given for free some thousands of these books to Kenya, and I, 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 maybe it's necessary. This has nothing to do with money or business for me. I've given it for free. I haven't earned one single shilling. The only idea I have is a message inside me which I want to bring to you. And I think it is necessary if you want to be a Christian age in the future, otherwise you will, you, you cannot avoid the same development as we have seen in the Western world. So you have to be able to defend the faith and the Christian teachers, they have to know this and use what I will try to give you a, a small glimpse of today. And the pastors have to know this and all who are responsible for the youth work in congregations, they have to know this. And if they are in the school system, are only educated by believing in evolution, there is only two institutions to correct the, the pupils. One is the family, that means that the, mother, the parents, they have to be able to defend the Christian faith for their children. And the other institution is the congregation. So, so you have to teach Christian families in Kenya to, to, to learn how their children shall shall meet the, the secular culture and be able to, to defend their belief. Because if you, as congregation or parents, 
do not give a satisfactory answer to, to your kids when they ask, they go somewhere else to get the answer. So, okay, uh, we have a plan that we will be back in Kenya in the beginning of March next year. So I, I may return and uh, uh, having meeting a much more better plan in advance than this, but now you at least uh, got a taste. So you have to try to evaluate is this, does it make sense or does it not make sense? Yeah. So thank you very much for coming tonight. Uh, I stopped him because if he went on, we will miss our plane. But thank you for coming tonight. I want to invite um, uh, Sister Julia, who helped to put this together to close in a word of prayer. But first of all, if I could have someone from the church to receive uh, these uh, books as a donation um, to, if you have a church library, that's one thing. Then the other thing is, um, in case you have a question and you, you just want to formulate it and so on, then I would like you to take down uh, my number as well as the email address, and I will be able to forward those questions to Professor, and uh, those we are able to attend to locally will be able to do that, those that have got to do with our context. And so the number would be, uh, 0720-661812. That would be my number. That's 0720-661812. And if you'd like to throw me an email, uh, you can do that using Higame at Fish Kenya, Dio Samaki Kenya. Higame at fishkenya.net. And Fish Kenya is one word. And I'll forward those to him. For parents, please be interested to ask your children what they're learning in school. For teachers, please help us to get these discussions going. If you're a professional, please introduce this discussion at your place of work. If you are in the ministry, let's let this dialogue begin, even within the church uh, precincts. Let me ask uh, Sister 